What's up, Pack South? <laughs> Everyone enjoying their Friday? Yeah. This, this misty Friday? <laughs> Not at work. That's a good, yeah, that's a good place to be. That's funny because we're all working. Yeah, we're, right all, now. we're working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm having fun. Um, welcome to Hidden Gems. Oh my God, I thought this was the insurance panel where we tell everyone about insurance. This is really awkward. I'm so, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> um, I'm Dale Alvento. I'm the co-founder of Ward Games. And um, let me introduce our panel of guests. Uh, first off, we have Harris Paris Foster, uh, community manager at Finji. Hello, hi, hi everybody. His middle name is not Paris, but uh, people constantly get his name, his name misspelled, so that's just that's a funny, a funny joke we got. Um, <laughs> we got more of them where that came from. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Rami Ismail of Vlambeer, 50% of... Um, and last, but certainly not least, Anya Combs uh, of Kickstarter. None of you know me, that's great. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! So uh, we're glad you could make it. Uh, Hidden Gems is a panel about showcasing kind of underlooked games and experiences on the show floor uh, because we find that it's sometimes hard to find stuff on the show floor. You go down there and you're like, okay, where do I start? There's a lot of stuff here. Um, so we're here to rectify that situation for you. So we've uh, selected some stuff that we're going to showcase and we're going to talk about them and tell you why you should check them out. And we have... Uh, all the uh, developer names and booth numbers and everything else listed on there, so it'll be for your convenience to check them out, and then we'll also tweet out the, uh, the stuff we showcased later on during the show. So, you guys ready to get started? Yeah! Let's do it. Awesome. Um, so we're going to start off with kind of a classic. Uh, <laughs> who, who here's heard of Multiball before? before Round of applause. Multiball. <laughs> Round of applause for Anybody. Oh, really? Right. This is great because oh, you're in for a good. treat. Yeah. Um, this is good. Multiball is sick. Multiball is sick. a um, is a basically MAME uh, kind of custom solution. Let's let's break that down even more. Round of applause if you've heard of MAME. Okay, that's right. not even half. Well, okay. MAME is an okay. emulator. Okay. Yes, yeah, for arcade, arcade games. games. Yeah. So you can play arcade games on your home computer. Yeah. Um, and so what uh, Bennett Foddy, who is a uh, developer, or he's a, he's a professor at NYU Game Center, um, and he also created Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Quop. In Quop. By um, Bennett Foddy. Quop. So by that's Bennett the style Foddy. of thing. Rip by <laughs> Bennett Foddy. <laughs> uh, that you can expect from this. So basically what it is, is he strung together a bunch of obscure old games from like the Atari and from like the Neo Geo and all these different arcade games and basically it's a 1v1 showdown of all of these arcade games and so how it works is uh, it randomly spawns a game on the screen and there's some sometimes there's two screens sometimes there's one depending if like the two players can play in the single uh, screen and it gives you an objective so in this example is this pronounced Zybots or XYBots? I think it's Zybots. Okay. Um, and the objective here is to mug the robots for money. And the, basically, it, it, they're very short. Um, usually the timer is no longer than like 40 seconds, but they're usually shorter than that, like 15 seconds. And you um, basically try to complete the objective, and the first player to complete the objective gets a point, and it's first to 10, and then they award the person who won. Um, but yeah, it, Anya, you and I played this. 
Yeah, I got my ass kicked by you today. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. It was like eight to ten, final final score. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It was interesting. Like, I, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like every other game was a soccer game. It was all sports. <laughs> it turns it turns out that was popular back in the days. Like, yeah. you make sports games. It, it was just like I was like I didn't know that sports games could suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like sometimes like the, the description was like like purposely fa- vague. Yeah. It was just like, do the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so you've never seen this game before so, in your life. So imagine the, the person who made Getting Over It, which is that game that like wrecks your shit over and over <laughs> again while you're trying to climb a mountain with yeah. the smoothest, nicest professor voice that you will ever hear telling you he made the game specifically to hurt you. Imagine that person is also just a hist- like somebody who is extremely into archiving and his, like the right. history of video games, yeah. he found like the most obscure shit, and then turned it into versus WarioWare. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, I have a, uh, uh, I didn't find a screenshot of it, but my favorite game that we played was this game called Floyd of the Jungle. Oh yeah. <laughs> which uh, was a Sid Meier joint for the like Atari, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of it kind of looks like two player like Pitfall, but like kind of zoomed out, so you can see like multiple tiers. And the objective on the screen said, get more babies and spouse. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's pretty clear. Because you're like a caveman. Yeah, you're a caveman and you just run around this multi-tiered like, level and you try to cl- get the most babies and, and spouse. spouse. Yeah. It's pretty literal. When I was 18, yeah. I left home and my mom looked at me and she said, son, <laughs> <laughs> get more babies and spouse. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not a doctor. However you can get it. However you can get it. I mean, it's a it's pretty progressive game if you think about it. Yeah. And so getting, or I'm sorry, uh, multi-ball is super interesting because it's a legally gray game. Like, you're not going right. to play it at home ever. Right. I think there's signage that says, like, you cannot, you cannot get a copy talk, tell the cops about this game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no cops. This, there's no, no cops. cops here, right? Any cops? Co- hey, cop, give it up for cops. All right, cool, cool, cool. We're all cool. We're all cool. Um, so this, it, basically, it's pretty punk rock then. Yeah, yeah. It's been a funny. It's pretty punk yeah. rock. Yeah. Uh, so my boss is one of the few people, Adam Saltzman, who has this game on his computer. And I asked, "Hey, can I get some multi bowl from you?" And he was like, "No, you're a cop." So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wait, you're a cop? Not a cop. Uh oh. Well, shit. Oh, cover's blown. <laughs> You bluffed that one well. You see, if you ask a cop if they're a cop, they have to tell you. But if a cop asks other people if they're a cop, they're cool. They just they just slide a hand there. Have you all seen that uh, not a cop Twitter handle? Yes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, not a cop. I have no idea. Oh my god! If you, it's it's just as good as the Florida man Twitter. Yeah. It's it's It's, a Twitter account of a picture of a man in plain clothes who looks a lot like a cop. Yeah. Just saying things like, "Would anyone like to smoke weed behind this mall at this time today?" Oh no, but it's not even that. He's like, "Who would like to smoke the drugs?" (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. He's like, "Tell all the friends of all the nefarious activities." Definitely not not a cop. (laughs) So not a cop. Hidden gem of Pack South. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Okay. Uh, Nello. Yeah. That's one of my games. Harris, tell me about it. Okay, so I'm just going to read exactly what I have here in my notes when I was watching this game being played. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm here. This xenomorph-looking motherfucker is flipping all over the place, shooting stuff out of the thin air, using guns that are surrounding his body. That's, that's Fuck the fr- yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Um, wait, where do I find this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have the booth? Yeah, 11. 11 yeah, yeah, no, wait, no. Um, Harris, do you write for games? Because if you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because I was like, dude, you really should be writing That's going to be in Game Informer next month. Okay, Check cool. it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's a wave based shooter. So, like, imagine your old, like, Gears of War style horde mode. But instead of being this lumbering dude bro, you're this, like, super quick ninja dude who's just bouncing all over the place, running on walls. and A different kind of bro. Yeah, a different kind of bro. Who um, made this? Huh? Who made it? Uh, that is made by... Uh, I, I had it in my notes here. No, I don't. Oh, it's okay if you don't know. That's they, were, they were wearing really cool shirts. Somebody said, Google it and yell it at us. Who yeah. made this? Does anybody Please. know? Off the top there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, none of us do. So um, <laughs> It was a trick. But they were wearing really cool You're jackets that said Unreal Developer on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's wave-based, but the really cool thing about it is you can hit a button at any time, and it becomes a top-down shooter. What? So, yeah, it's like that near Automatus. What's the name of it? Magic of Mirrors. Okay. Okay, whatever you said. Um, so, yeah, you hit one button, you hit your right bumper, and boom, it's a top down shooter twin stick. And wow. so, it's really, it's like in near Automata whenever it's changed cameras, but you choose when it happens. Um, and that kind of made the game a little bit easy because whenever you move from a 3D shooting plane to a 2D, you lose exactly one dimension, and yeah. so you can shoot things a lot easier. Um, but it, like, there were situations where like, guys were like, flying higher than I could shoot in the 2D plane, so I'd have to switch back and shoot them with my actual reticle. Um, so one more paragraph I have here is, okay, now this xenomorph is doing Goku-ass shit by flying all over the place. Oh my god, the guy next to me just went slow motion. How do I go slow motion? Oh, oh okay, if I hold down the left trigger to aim down the sights, the game goes into slow motion Wait, you wrote me. these notes while holding the left trigger? I kept pausing and they were getting really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, there's like a queue of 25 people behind you. You're like, wait, no, this they're like, are you, great. are you press? And I was yeah. like, kinda, not really. I'm press. Are you a cop? Are you like, yes. are you gonna start like a not the press? Okay, like this is just a new Twitter account. Not <laughs> yeah, the press. Exactly. Not the not press. The press. Um, yeah. <laughs> not, so not every game from now on should go into slow motion when you aim down the sights because that felt amazing. Um, but yeah, that's all I really have about Nello. I oh. really wish that wave-based shooter just meant there were waves, like just like, like waves <laughs> of water. So, I just want like okay. a surfing game with yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah, you want yeah. surfs up, but a yeah, first with shooter. Guns. Two, okay. two Uzis on well, a surfboard. You see give the penguin a gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's that indie game that's just like Tony Hawk with guns. Like, why is there not like right, a yeah. surfing game with guns and you just call it a wave-based shooter? Because how many shooter? Kelly Slater games were there, Rami? Not enough. Like two, right? I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm sorry. Look it up. Don't look it up. We don't. Please don't fact check us this entire panel. This is actually an RPG. Harris just made shit up after. He literally just saw the screenshot. He's like, "Looks dope." <laughs> this game isn't even here. This is a screenshot from Avatar Two. Like, damn. damn. <laughs> I would love if I would love it if actually it was like a match three game. <laughs> uh, Rami, a full yes. part. This is the cutest thing. Uh, oh, you wait, can... they're here. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. It's cool. a hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good <laughs> But, uh, so this is, it's a platforming puzzle game in which the main mechanic is that it takes place on a piece of paper that you can fold and you connect platforms that way. And it's basically about a long distance relationship, which makes it even cuter because like it all, it's, it's actually kind of autobiographical from what I understand from the oh, developer. Okay. So it's about like his relationship. Um, and him and his girlfriend were like long distance for a year and a half and this game is kind of based around those experiences. It starts as just like the most adorable puzzle thing and then it turns into a very adorable puzzle thing that's also a hardcore puzzle game. So it's not, 
it's not just like, oh wow, this is cute, and it's gonna be like the simplest thing. It's this is cute, but also like just a very interesting right. mechanically good game. It's cute, but can still kick your ass. Oh, this this shit. I mean, long distance relationships are hard. They wreck your shit. This game wrecks your shit. Like you will feel like really good. That's the fifth time you've used that term what? since this pen, wreck your shit. Like everything, multiple wrecks your shit. Well, well listen. After you talk about multiple, that phrase is going to be in your vocabulary for at least 20 minutes. Because every time I play that game, there's like a thing where it where it says do the thing, and I'm like juggling with like three hands, and it just goes like, oh no, you were supposed to drop the three balls, and you find out after like 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And, and then, then you play any, soccer. Anyway, a full Anyway, yeah, be back at a full, a full It's just, it's one of those games that you immediately get it when you see it, and then it does more. And I always think that when a game does that, when you immediately, just like, you understand it and you understand what it's doing, and then it surprises you, that's, that's always worthwhile. And that's this really game cool. does exactly that. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's... Games. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was oh. just saying the name of the dev. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if this is going to kind of be a thing moving forward? Because this is the second long-distance relationship, I guess, genre game that I've seen. There was one at uh, IndieCade West, which was really cool. It was basically like uh, the way that they demoed the game, and I wish I could remember the name this of the game. This is in the Hidden Gems of IndieCade West, Anya. Where am I? <laughs> You're at the insurance panel. You think that's am a I joke, not, but this for is as not much, the insurance panel. Okay, for as cool. much as Anya travels, that's like not really a joke. Yeah. And I've had a sinus infection for three weeks, so the amount of medication cool. that I'm on, no so idea where I am. So this is MAGFest? This is MAGFest. Welcome Great. to MAGFest. Oh, God. So tell me about this other long-distance game. Oh, yeah, sorry. So it's this long-distance game where, long-distance relationship game where basically the way that they demoed it, it was two tables and there was like a like a screen or like a a break between the two of you. And so it was a platformer game and you needed to work with each other in order to like solve the platforming puzzler. So it was it's made for people that are in two different places at once. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if I'm uh, explaining it. Yeah. It was super cool. It was I was just like, oh, that's so genius. And I asked the dev, like, oh, you know, I mean, I I, <laughs> I have a feeling I know why you made this game. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, my partner and I are in a long distance relationship and it's just basically a way for us to communicate. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I, I just I love this idea of like a different sense of, of, of um, playing with your friend, right? Like instead of just sitting on the couch and maybe you're in two different areas and that makes sense, but like really having to work together based on seeing something different. Yeah, right. that's a good idea. Do you, do you ever see those pillows that are supposed to be for people with long distance relationships that like whenever one person hugs it, like it lights up for the other person? That's terrifying. Well, yeah. I'm gonna turn off my microphone for a little. <laughs> I don't, no, I really well, don't like it's that. Well, like, you know, if you have a pillow, you're gonna try to go to sleep. And if, if my partner hugs it, you know what I want to see then when I'm sleeping is a light. No, that like... means there's a ghost in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy that they didn't do it with like robot arms, that if somebody hugs the pillow, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. the pillow hugs it's, you. With a digitized voice, like, I love you. <laughs> oh, God. It's like one of those bad like audio codecs, yeah. like, I love you. College <laughs> was a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically like, that's how I would die. Yeah. <laughs> just as the light turns on. It's like, that's what the news article would be like, she was murdered by a robot hug? I don't understand. I, and your partner's several states away going like, I got away with it. <laughs> I, my, my, the perfect crime. My, my apartment in the Netherlands where I live is a place where I'm not there very often so sometimes friends of mine stay over when I'm not there. And But it turns out that I can actually voice control my lights <laughs> from anywhere in the world. So I've done the thing where I just went like, okay Google set all the lights to red. 
and I've always got like a giant like what the fuck just like it gaps only as a text message minutes later if you want to if you want to do that on a smaller but more dastardly scale next time you're in your friend's car and you ask to connect to their bluetooth and they drop you off play something really stupid as they're driving away <laughs> I always play bare naked ladies I'm sorry, are we, it's now been established that bare naked ladies is stupid? Uh, we have to move on before we start arguing about bare naked <laughs> oh, ladies. This is the hidden gems for how to troll your friends panel. <laughs> Anya. What? Ape out. It's a game. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next one. Guys, it's, it's a hidden gem. No. Uh, ape out. So, I don't know, I've, I've loved this game for a really long time, and I think it's just really cool that it's, like, finally going to be coming out. I think, I have a, like, my notes are terrible compared to Harris's. Mine are, like, game has yeah. ape, like, to play as ape. Yeah, mine's <laughs> really good. A- ape out, uh, ape <laughs> out, quote, wrecks your shit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, my, my phone just says wrecks your shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a note card that oh says wrecks your shit in a phone case. Uh, so, okay, I guess, how many people are familiar with this game? We gotta oh, okay, clap. Cool. This like is an good, audio podcast. Good, Give a clap. A good decent number. Okay. Right, <laughs> awesome. Uh, wow. So it's coming out February seventh, which is soon, which is really exciting. And it's been it's been around for a while. I think it came out of um, the New York Games Incubator. It did. Yeah, a couple years ago with Tony Pizza. Yep. Every what? time you say that person's name, I don't believe you. It's her real name, and she's wonderful and amazing. And the, the NYU Game Incubator does really incredible work. If you're on the East Coast and you're interested in looking into it, I highly recommend that you do. Um, so basically, what I have written down... <laughs> sorry. Was that I what just, you wrote down? It's just me. With, like, a fake stoner laugh. That's great. Uh, so let's see. You play as a crazed ape trying to escape a facility and use humans as shields, but also just straight-up murder people. <laughs> So you're wait. So you're an ape that does, does Goku ass shit to wreck people's shit. Yeah. Yeah. You could say in a roundabout yeah. way, you wreck people's shit. You wreck people's. This shit. is one of the best feeling games I've played in a long time. It's so satisfying, and it's like it, it goes against everything where it's like, okay, yeah, fighting games and like destruction, blah blah blah, and you're like, I don't know, I just I feel like. When you play it, you really feel like this this ape that's like, I'm being attacked, even though nobody's really doing anything to you. They're chasing you around. They're shooting you with guns. Yeah, but you're an ape. <laughs> I don't wow. know. What kind of biology do you watch? Because the last time I checked, apes die from guns. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't check, by the way. I just... I didn't check. No, I didn't. That's, I'm assuming. But, uh, like, they have different types of enemies. So there's, like, the... Yeah. the machine gun like assault rifle guy and then there's like a shotgun guy that has a widespread like here's all you need to know about this game when you have when you hold a guy and you press the throw button you don't throw them they basically instantly teleport to yeah. the nearest wall oh. and explode into blood and a nice little screen like, shake oh it feels that's, so good it's ridiculous it's I remember like, when Goku did that yeah. yeah. I don't but know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And if it's like a window, they just go through and they fall yeah. and like it's this is so yeah. satisfying. But I feel like I don't know. I I guess I don't I don't fully understand and and someone please like inter- interject if if you And then drop your phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully that wasn't your work the- calling you. <laughs> uh, are you a cop? Yeah. Uh, I get this sense, I don't know. I feel like when I when I'm playing this that like I'm not like a bad ape that's like angry and upset. I feel like I'm an a- like I have anxiety and I'm just trying to get away from my own anxieties and like I'm being targeted for no specific reason. And so it's not necessarily this like angry ape that's going to like hurt people. It's more like no, you're coming after me and you shouldn't be doing that. I have to defend myself. So I don't know, that takes on a very different meaning to me when I play the game. The other thing that I really love about this game is the soundtrack. Oh, so it's good. so 
good. It's so good. So, okay, a little bit about me. I'm very weird and boring, but uh, <laughs> Rami's like, eh, she's fine. Uh, I consider myself to be a musician who happens to work in games. So soundtracks, music, everything about, you know, sort of the, the audio of games is really fascinating to me. And um, there's a couple other picks of mine in here where I really like to explore the intersectionality of games and music because I think that they, I mean, this is not exactly like groundbreaking stuff, but I'm very, very fascinated about uh, the psychology behind it. I think it's very interesting. I love soundtracks. They're great. Anyway, this soundtrack is great because it is basically like, it plays homage to some really incredible jazz drummers, most notably. Oh, jazz? Um, <laughs> I did not expect this to be jazz. Yeah, it's jazz I, drumming. So jazz. I, I just yeah. jazz like drumming. Hotline Miami stuff. No, no, no it plays so like beautiful. Hotline Miami. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But. But it adds this element to it where it's like, it's that sort of like when you get, you know, when you're just like sort of doing the snare roll and then all of a sudden the cymbal crash is hit and it sounds oh. like Buddy Rich, but it also has a little bit of Dave King from The Bad Plus in there, which is like super experimental weird stuff. The soundtrack, I think, just totally makes the game. It's such a beautiful experience. And in the meanwhile, you wreck people's shit with some <laughs> yeah. Goku-ass shit. Yeah, the last thing I want to add is that there are some enemies that just have like explosive vests on them. Oh, yeah. You just, they're just equipped with explosives, which I don't think is the best way to like deter an ape. Have you ever fought an ape? You know what? I haven't, so yeah, well, I guess... Well, then you haven't the, lived. My <laughs> uncle's chest exploded when he was fighting an ape. And, <laughs> but you grab them, and you can throw them, and then they just explode. It's like you can use, you can use people as shield, and then they get like oh, yeah. super shot. And, like, it feels just really like, good. Everything in this game, just you put super before it as well. Just mm. because, it, like, you don't throw people; you like super throw them. Super throw them. It's super wrecks your shit. You super yeah. ape out. But the other side. I of can't it wait too... for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so the other side of it too. Sorry, if the, if I could just add one more thing, Dylan. I'm sorry. Don't to continue on this, but the other thing that I really love about this. It's fine. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> uh, what else I, do you love about this game? Oh, God. Uh, the other thing that I really love is it's essentially very minimalistic in terms of visuals. Right. So we're describing this, if, and this is going to be on the podcast, so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you're probably thinking it's like this, you know, tons of art, lots of animations and things like that. It's extremely minimalist. Yeah. It looks just like the 3D Avatar movie. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that if you're listening. Kung Fu Kickball. Um, is an awesome game that I originally played at MAGFest last year. Um, so basically the best way I can describe it is like it's 2v2 Nidhogg with soccer, um, despite the fact that it's called kickball. But um, basically you have two players on each side and they're kind of like these simplistic um, silhouette shapes that you can kind of see. I know this picture is kind of hard to make out. Um, but you, the goal is there's a ball that spawns in the center of the field and you want to kick it and your goal is a giant bell, like a monk bell and you kick the ball into the goal and it rings and there's this big dissonance and it's really cool but you have... Um, oh wait, is that the characters? Yeah, yeah. you see the yellow one on top of the arch and oh. then there's like two blue ones on the right side. Wow, the skill is very different than I thought. Yeah, the... Um, so you have, a, you jump and you have a kick but then you also have like this, what they call a teledash, so you can like blink forward like a couple feet to help like um, get you closer to the ball. And like it, it, it's kind of floaty in terms of its mechanics, but it feels good for like the type of game it is. So you'll like run and jump, and your jump like will have this huge arc to it, and you'll kind of like uh, uh, go over like half the map. But it's good because you kind of want to catch up to this ball, and it's also like, and there's some like 
air control too, where you want to like stop yourself midway. It's like, oh, I passed the ball and I want to go back. Um, but it just feels really good. And if you have like three other people you want to play it with, there's like a lot of good excitement around it. It's like a really good couch competitive game. Sweet. It looks beautiful. Isn't kickball? That sounds like how how Americans would call soccer for European. Well, like we ha we have something called kickball. There's something called kickball. Yeah, it's because we call it's, American it's, football we call it like handbag. No, you don't. Yeah, we Do call it really? handbag. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. No, we like <laughs> oh. at some. It is a joke. It's like a European <laughs> joke about Americans. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. But, like you call it football, and you don't use the foot. Okay. Well, oh so we do use the foot. Yeah, you use the foot like in, like for like a penalty kick. Yeah. It's like the entire yes. game is with your hands, yeah. and then the one time you use the foot, now you're like, oh yeah, that's clearly I football. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the Bears how they feel about kicking in football. <laughs> we got one. We got one. Um, no, so kick, actual kickball is baseball with a big like rubber ball that you kick into the field, and then you run around yeah. and like it's mostly played that by like. It's better than baseball. It's really fun. Because like every once in a while, like one asshole will pick up the ball and go cherry bomb, and then kick it like way into the yeah. bag, and it's really funny. I never got time. baseball. This might also be a European thing. Oh, I to love this. What do you not get? It about? just seems like, as a game designer, it seems like the most broken game I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, it's I like, mean, is it's, it, is it's it all American sports. So, okay, for, for, for the sports, Americans here, yeah. is, it genuinely, is it generally just an excuse to eat food and like watch a thing? Hell yeah. That's all <laughs> sports. Then I get it. Okay, yeah. It's all sports. <laughs> they keep, they keep presenting it as a sport to us. And we're like, but what is happening? It's like, everybody's just sitting there watching it and eating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't, no, if you I want, and even then, it's still kind of boring baseball. if you're at the game. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the, the break stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wreck your shit. Wreck your Hashtag wreck your shit. <laughs> want some Goku ass soccer? <laughs> Rami, you asked me to put Ace Combat Seven on here. I don't think this is a hidden gem. But oh, it it's a hidden gem. <laughs> let me tell you. So here's the thing. It looks like an airplane game. Yeah. It's not an airplane game. It's okay. a kickball game. It's actually soccer. <laughs> it's actually soccer. It's a 4X yeah. space no, sim. It is, if you, if you take like the social political bullshit from Final Fantasy, you add like the melodramatic bullshit from Kingdom Hearts, you add the political bullshit from that recent Brexit movie that came out, and then you do all of that with a layer of like philosophy by a random like asshole tweeting at you on Twitter. <laughs> You mix all that together. Dash in some Metal Gear world. Yeah, a little bit of Metal Gear yeah, world yeah. or Revengeance or one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you present that in the most like, solemn way possible while you're doing loopings in an airplane and just trying to like, wreck some shit. <laughs> like, that's honestly. Like, you're, just, like, you're just like doing loopings in an airplane and somebody just goes like, does the color of the sky mean anything to you? <laughs> and you're like, what? And then she kind of continues like, it does to me a hell of a lot. And you're like, okay, here it comes. And she goes like, when I dream, <laughs> Rom the Rom sky in my dreams is a deep, and I'm like, okay, here it comes, dark, and I'm like, okay, let's go, and she just goes, blue, and I'm like, it's blue everywhere! <laughs> what the fuck? It's, a, it's sky! It's blue! I'm trying to do a looping while shooting a fucking oil rig, and you interrupt me for 25 seconds to tell me that the sky is blue? <laughs> Rami, Rami, does love bloom in a jet fighter? <laughs> What is a nation is an actual question that uh, gets asked somewhere during a... <laughs> which, looking at this one yeah, screenshot yeah, yeah. Is, not, does not, is not conveyed because the screenshot has dialogue on it and it says, quote, it's just like before, we blow the shit out of everything. <laughs> and then the next guy will respond with like, but what is a nation? And you're like, I don't know, but I'm doing the thing you said before. Like, 
I love it. It's great. And it's like a super good arcade like jet fighting game. Like it's, it feels good. But like honestly, it's that mix of like the melodramatic like drama. Just like push to like 100 and then like 10 more while doing loopings. And oh, okay. I, I remember these games always looking really good on PS2. Do they have this running mm. at 60 on for this new one, Ace Combat 7? Listen, I've just been trying to figure out what color the sky is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it looks gorgeous. It plays like stunningly well. It feels smooth, so I'm guessing it's 60 FPS. But like, I've played like four or five missions. Like, I, it came out yesterday. I am not kidding. After watching the trailer. I brought my PlayStation across the ocean, <laughs> downloaded this game on hotel Wi-Fi, and this morning before coming out here, I played like the first five missions of this shit. And let me tell you, I'm, it's I, fucking I, good. I think we just discovered that what color is the sky is what breaks Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> but what is a nation? <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait until she goes like a nation and then just reads the Wikipedia definition. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. This is like the a big box. philosophical question. Uh, Etymology of a nation. Rami's Twitter's on there, and I fully expect you to live tweet this game. Oh, yeah, I will be. Okay. I will be tweeting Wonderful. the shit out of Get this. Get your mom to play it. My, if, if my mom can figure out how these Aww. controls work, my, I've been teaching my mom how to play games. Her first game was Final Fantasy XV. She's 60 something. Uh, and it's incredible because she doesn't really understand games, like, per se. So when we walk through a game and we see, like, a cracked wall, we go, like, there's some shit behind that. When my mom sees a cracked wall, she's like, somebody needs to fix that. Because this <laughs> building is structurally unsound and we need to get the fuck out of here. You know what? She's right. I have, like, I have a number for a good contractor. Yeah. That's she, great because my mom told me that video games are the downfall of society. Yep. I mean, she's not... I, I come from a similar family. So yeah. We'll I mean, if, we'll if, if, to be honest, if <laughs> games are teaching an entire generation to blow up cracked walls, then there's kind of a point in no, that. No, Ace Combat's going to change that. It's going to teach an entire generation to ask what a nation is. <laughs> and also, what color is this guy? The civics questions we weren't taught in school. <laughs> king of the Hat. Oh, Anya. King of the Hat. How many people have seen this one? Wow. It's a Hidden Gems panel, Anya. We, we can't I ask that question every time. I still want to know. Look, the sky is blue. <laughs> the sky Look is at that. blue. <laughs> but what um, is this nation? But what is this nation? This game is, is amazing. So this is in the Discord booth. Um, this team is adorable. They're very young. For me, they're very young because I'm, I'm an old lady. Um, they're, they just graduated. I, I met them a couple, uh, what was it? Two years ago, I guess, this, at this point, because it's 2019, um, in God. Montreal. And they are just the sweetest group of people. Uh, they graduated college, and they were like, oh, yeah, I guess we kind of want to make a game. And they made this incredible, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I took some I, notes. I, I, have, I have the pitch, if you want me to say their pitch. Um, oh, you have their pitch? Their pit. Yeah, yeah, their Dylan, elevator Dylan, pitch. Will, Dylan, do it, but also, like, if you all have the opportunity to go talk to the, I think Ben's here, right? Ben and Chris are here. Ben and Chris, if you get to talk to Ben and Chris, their pitch is, uh, it's incredible. Also, they're giving away party hats, so if you really want a party hat, you should go over there. Yeah, um, oh, go ahead, sorry. So, I think, uh, <clears throat> if I'm trying to remember, it, it's, uh, everyone in the world has a hat, and the hat contains your soul. Okay, when does the game part start? Because that's the real life. And then you throw your hat at other people and wreck their shit. Oh. So basically, it is a, quote, fighting party game. Your soul is trapped in your hat, and you can die if your hat is crushed. Yeah. You can throw your hat, and you can stomp on hats, but don't let anyone crush your hat. There's a visual gag happening. Rami oh, is I was touching like, Harris's what's hat. What's happening? It's a hat. I just wanted to see if his soul's in there. 
So basically, four-player game, um, there's 15 different characters that you can play as. Uh, every character is weird and unique. There's like, uh, I forgot his name, but he's got like a little, uh, he's, he's, a, he's like, oh, he's Fat Cat, and so he's like the big millionaire bad guy, right? We all know. Literally a cat. And, but an don't actual leave, Don't leave cat. that out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so basically, you just kind of like run around and try to steal and stomp on each other's hats. You can throw your hat, you can steal other people's hats, but if, you, if your hat gets stomped on, then you're obviously out. Uh, however, my favorite part of this game is that you can play as a washing machine. Yes. And, the washing and so your machine. hat is a basket of laundry. Oh, and the washing yeah. machine has like no movement. It just scrapes across the ground. Well, I think I've no washing this. machine is the best. But it has the most powerful hat throw, so you can just like knock anyone from like, some like real life laundry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wreck their shit. It is. It is so fun. And like honestly, watching people play this game is one of the most rewarding parts because you like you get into it and you're like, oh, you just throw a hat, I guess. Oh, cool. That's a washing machine. Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. It, people start screaming and yelling. People get really into it. It's just like, it kind of takes you back to like the first time that you really played a game with your friends and really enjoyed it. And like as a 36-year-old woman, as someone who like was not allowed to play games as a child, I get to kind of like reenact yeah. those you, moments I didn't have, which is might, really exciting. You might romanticize them a little. The first time I remember playing with my friends like a game, it was probably like a Spelunky and they just kept like attacking the shopkeeper. <laughs> So I just it, we just wrecked in like one three every time because they'd be like let's throw a stone at this guy and then shotguns came out and I used to sneak over to my neighbor's house to play Mario and then my mom found out and was like Aww. so that's done here's a Mario typing game enjoy could you was it a co-op game no Mario teaches typing's okay I'm angry <laughs> I feel like I'm demonizing my mom she's really lovely I promise <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's a very sweet woman. But yeah, King of the Hat, uh, very fun. Uh, basically like a platform <laughs> fighter. Um, kind of like Battle Block or Smash. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Player. Very similar. But like, it, like Anya said, it's, it's life-based. So like once your hat gets stomped on, you're out for that round. And or your laundry like, basket. Or your laundry basket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot this was here. Hey. Damn <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, Harris. Yeah, I'll take this one. <laughs> So wrecking your shit is the theme of tonight, and allow me to tell you. You know what? This is not a British one. Are, are you honestly opening your phone? Do you have to? Though. I have notes. Did you have notes? 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 I have on notes. Harris, what the fuck? I have notes. All right. Well, I'm gonna read the Har one of Harris's hidden gems is quote the gender neutral bathroom next to the meeting room number 208 on the second floor. You made me take this goddamn picture. <laughs> Can I read my piece, please? <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> Tired of the noise? Need a little me time? <laughs> Come on up to the gender-neutral bathroom on the second floor next to meeting room number 208. It's got everything you can want. A toilet, a sink, a distinct lack of people. <laughs> what more can you ask for? <laughs> it's probably got a coat hanger. <laughs> Did you... Oh, right, I still got notes. Excuse okay, me. Okay. Excuse, excuse sorry, me. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse sorry. Still has notes. Okay. I walked in there with zero expectations, and by the time I was out, it was simply the best packed experience I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video at full volume while not being bothered, judged, or laughed at. There was also no discernible smell. Ten out of ten. <laughs> so okay, so you had you had one point where people were annoyed at you because you were taking notes uh -huh. at a video game. Yeah. And there was probably also just some people annoyed at you because after like 20 minutes of listening to YouTube videos, you walked out with just a bunch of notes. Look, <laughs> what I do in there <laughs> is my business. Harris watched the, entire, the first season of Nirvana, <laughs> the band, the show, <laughs> on the <laughs> toilet. 
Yeah, I was watching some uh, One Punch Man. And uh, yeah, oh my God. it was great. Goku no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We all are at PAX right now. And wow. we all go to the bathroom as human beings. Treat yourself, all right? You've been in the bathrooms down there. It's not a pleasant experience. Find the secret gender neutral bathroom. I don't know. It's I have to say, the women's restrooms aren't that bad. Fair. I'm speaking from a man's perspective, and we do not take care of ourselves. So, if you, so yeah, go ahead. If you think this is a one-off goof, I will remind you, I went to Awesome Games Done Quick with Harris, and as we entered the hotel, he took me aside, and he's like, hotels always have one secret bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took me around the corner to like, show me it. This is the one. So, honestly, this is more of a PSA and awareness. Uh, as an attendee, you have the right to know where the secret bathroom is. This is the secret bathroom. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, I have a question, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll go back. Now it's no longer a secret bathroom. Yeah, everyone's so gonna know. So what is now the secret bathroom? Only these people know. I swear to God, if you tell anyone. It's a secret between us and the 200 people in this room. Thank you. Harris, yeah. I have a question yeah, yeah. for you. Do you, uh, I don't know how to ask this delicately, so I'll just ask it. Do you judge an establishment, like a restaurant, uh -huh. based on their restroom? Okay, so I actually have an answer for this. Um, no. That mortifies me. First off, no. I mean, it goes into the whole Yelp review. But um, I have an affinity for going to fancy restaurants and using their restrooms because they always have like little mouthwash and like actual towels. I do that at hotels. Yes. See? It's, I mean, it's something you should do. Yeah. We all have to do it. Treat yourself. Next game. <laughs> can we, can Dicey forward? Dungeons. <laughs> Rami, you also wanted to put this on here. Yep. Um, I already had it on a slide. Um, so, so you claimed it? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I took ownership okay. over this mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Step aside. I see Terry how Kavanaugh. it is. I see how it is. Wow. Um, it's Terry Cavanaugh's. These guys are leaving right now. They heard the bathroom thing. They're like, it's not <laughs> going to be. Gonna, they got to get there. See you later. They got to get there before the <laughs> lines start. I don't get They're like, I'm going to get my right. poop on. <laughs> <laughs> that we're not making that a thing, okay? Yes. Go wreck your shit. Yeah, go wreck your shit. <laughs> um, I am so sorry for that phrase, by the way. Like, I apologize. You gotta own on behalf, it now. Of, on behalf of the Netherlands, I would like to apologize. <laughs> uh, Dicey Dungeons is Terry Kav Kavanaugh's new game. He made VVV, VVV, and also Super uh. Hexacon, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, he made like this entire game in like I'm sure what he would describe as well in his usual sprite art. Um, and then he was like, I need an artist, and then he hired one. And Marlo Dom. Yeah, she's great. And they uh, redid the entire game in this very nice art style. But basically, it's like a uh, RPG, a turn-based RPG, where you are a um, anthropomorphic die that are just fighting regular enemies. I know the the lower third's kind of cutting it off, but like your character is like a witch, so it's like a purple die with like a witch's hat on. Um, and you have abilities, and every turn you get um, a handful of dice given to you, and you have to pick which one of your abilities you want to use, and you click and drag your dice into that ability and it uses it. Um, and some of the abilities like, all right, so you can see at the top that there are a couple die because you're assigned the, uh, the numbers. Um, and sometimes you can re-roll and sometimes you can't. And so you drag it in there and some abilities like this whale requires a six or above. Well, I guess there's no above on a six eye die. Um, and then some you just assign a number to it and it'll do that amount of damage. And it's really fun. like. I didn't expect I would enjoy it. The, as much the as screenshot I did. is not doing it justice because so, like every screen is vital in this game, right. and this is just one of many. Yeah, think 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 of it this way: it's it's a roguelike um, where you roll die. Uh, the die are great, by the way. It the sounds, die will die. 
It's a, it sounds kind of weird. Why would you use dice for something like this? But uh, okay, let me let, let me ask you a question. If if you have if you have a game and you have a ten percent chance that something will happen, like you have a ten percent chance that an item will drop, how often do you have to try before you get the drop? Ten times. So anybody who said ten was wrong, uh, because it's it's a percentage. It's in, like it's technically infinite. You could retry a hundred million times and not get it. Our brains are really bad at processing chance. Our brains brains are really good at understanding dice. So when you say you have to roll five ones in a row, you go like, hell no, that ain't happening. I'm just imagining so, myself in like a fighter jet while you're telling me all this. Asking what, if so, the sky is blue or not? If or? you're doing loopings, it's all good. So this game uses the dice to help you understand chance and then uses the cards as your abilities. And like in most card games, the way you, or deck building games, the way what cards you select and what cards you leave behind in the game is very important. So you're basically collecting these four cards then using the dice to power them, and then attacking enemies with it. It is basically resource management on top of resource management on top of resource management on top of resource management. On top of the Resident Evil 4 Tetris inventory minigame. Yeah. Because when Ooh. you get new cards, they have different sizes, and you have like a grid system that you have to pick so basically, how to slot them. When you listen to this, it sounds like the most complex thing you will ever play in your life. And you know what? It probably is, because it's Terry Kavanaugh, and there's probably four million systems layered on top of each other. You're your dice can be on fire. If you get burned, one of your dice will be on fire. And if you want to use it, you take two damage to grab it and like drag it to one of the cards. Right. right? Like there's all sorts of shit happening all the time. This <laughs> game will wreck your shit. Uh, but can we get you a rubber stamp with that on? <laughs> this is my new review thing. It's like, will this game wreck your shit? Uh, but like mo most importantly, it is. It makes so much sense when you play it. Right. It's like it's like Slate Aspire, like the best of the roguelikes. It's like it's it makes sense. You play it, you fuck up, and then you go like, "Oh right, yeah, okay. I guess I should have re-rolled that two before, like, because it's a two. Like, I have a, such a low chance it, it'll be it's lower." Also, one of those games where you like go so quickly from like having no experience with it to like feeling the flow of the game because you're just like, "All right, click, click, like, click, 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 click." Listen, click, click, click. Here, if if there's one thing I would wish you to take away from this panel besides where the secret bathroom is, it's go. <laughs> Go play, yeah. go play this thing. Like it's, it's hard to explain, but uh, it will never be. You will never be able to do it justice. Besides, it looks, it looks interesting mm -hmm. from a screenshot or even a video. Like this is a game where you roll the dice and then play. Um, and if you need more incentive, they're giving away free die that are like all these different colors. Some of them are translucent, and then the first hundred people every day that beat the game, beat the demo, get a free. And the game. dice go from one to five, and on the sixth side, there's actually the question, what color is the sky? <laughs> oh, my God. What is the nation? Anya, Super Soul Brothers. Oh, this oh, is a good one. so good. Round of applause for Super Soul Brothers. They're yeah. so good. Uh, Anya's first question, have you heard of this? <laughs> oh, this is not a hidden gem. I love you, Anya. <laughs> wow. This is too prominent a gem. Wow. Well? Can you tell us about this prominent gem? <laughs> I literally don't know what to say right now. Uh, I just think they're cool. I wanted to highlight them. I think it's cool that you that a lot of people know about them. That's fine. If you're not familiar with them, they are a kind of jazz funk band that do jazz funk covers of game music. And yeah. you'll walk around the show floor and be like, this is a theme song to something. I don't know. Wait, is this Yoshi's Island? Where's Yoshi's Island playing? And then like, you'll walk across Robbie and the rest of his band playing this um, next to the fan you gamer should, booth. You should tell them to do Ape Out. 
Oh, that's not a bad idea. Oh. I, I would love to see it on that pad, too, that drum pad. Ape out on that drum pad would be hysterical because it simulates, right, like a, like a cymbal crash, mm-hmm. but it's a drum pad. It's I, great. We walked by them earlier, and Robbie's like, hey, he's like, what do you want me to play? And I'm, I, like, froze because I was like, I don't know what you know, so, like, I don't want to be like, play me the WarriorWare theme, and you don't know the WarriorWare theme, then I look like an asshole. You're like, Freebird, just play Freebird. <laughs> Freebird! I, don't Freebird. Uh, I mean, I think the thing is, like, I, what I've noticed watching them is that a lot of people just kind of they kind of look at them and they go oh cool and then walk by but like I definitely encourage you to like I mean if you have time obviously I understand time is precious at PAX but if you have the time to really watch a set they do some pretty amazing things like kind of like switching around a lot of very well-known um like game soundtracks yeah it's really um, <clears throat> they also like they've been doing this for a really long time and I I get the sense that they've kind of gotten to a point where they're like we're not really sure what to do next so <clears throat> I think if you're like, hey, have you thought about maybe doing this? And I mean, I don't, I, I guess I should caution, like, I, I haven't spoken to them. I just think it's, you know. Just all show up and ask for the exact same obscure <laughs> thing. Just going to be all make an agreement Play on what you're going to ask. I think, a, I think you should ask if they'll do a special appearance near the gender neutral bathroom <laughs> on this. <laughs> and just build a game around, like, just the phrase, wreck your shit. Just wreck your shit. Wreck your set. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I feel like they don't get enough love outside of like oh yeah they're here cool and this is how we're gonna get it i think for the most part video game cover bands suck but these guys rule like they're yeah Yeah. they've been doing it for a really long time i am not touching i feel like i have to put a little caveat in there too so they're from my same hometown and i went to I, i grew up with their original drummer so i've had this pretty incredible privilege to see them start when alfredo used to post stuff on facebook of like oh i'm in this like cool new band and i was like oh that's interesting um and now and i was working in music at the time and so now working in games over 10 years it's been really, really rewarding kind of seeing them elevate themselves to where they are right now. And I just think they they don't get the love that they deserve. So I wanted to highlight them. Yeah, definitely check them out <laughs> at the Fangamer booth. Bombfest, Rami. Yeah, so this is a game where you throw bombs at your friends. And then when they die, their heads turn into bombs that they can roll around to blow you up again. <laughs> Which is kind of the best thing I've ever like come across like it's you know how like in a lot of like versus games when you die it's just kind of shit (laughs) (laughs) like in this game when you die you literally get to like wreck people's shit it's great no but like it's actually like just the whole physics like it's fun they don't really have a dodge button they have like a a just like die forward and face plant button (laughs) so like every dodge you do you just go like (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's kind of the greatest thing uh if you do it off the level it's hilarious um, but mostly after you die, your head just keeps falling from above. <laughs> and then you can roll around and like detonate yourself. And then when you're gone, you just fall from the ceiling again. So it just gets sillier and sillier until eventually only one is left standing. That's pretty good. That's rad. I was telling Anya about this because we walked by the booth. And I was like, this reminds me of like the really good Mario Party minigames. Yeah. Like that's like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like there are some amazing Mario Party minigames where you're like, I could, I could just play this. Yeah. This could be the entire game, and this is like what it feels like to me. Like fixed camera, like harshly competitive. Yep. Uh, yeah. The publisher that they're working with is—they're um, also coming out with some really, really, really incredible games. They're called Whitethorn Digital, out of Erie, Pennsylvania, um, and they're—they're they're really ele- elevating themselves, which is great. Yeah, check them out. <laughs> Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh God. Uh, what the hell am I looking at? Oh, you're looking at the majesty. 
of Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, so I'm going to try to do this like relatively quick in terms of the pitch. So um, Jay Tholen and a couple other collaborators, uh, Jay Tholen who created Dropsy the Clown, uh, created basically a whole internet based off of like late 90s like kind of psychedelia, like where the internet was with like GeoCities and MySpace and all this stuff. So Hypnospace is like the name of this like uh, internet that you do in virtual reality when you go to sleep in this game and you play as like this uh, cop who goes yeah. around patrols. So there's some papers please aspects to it where you have to like find violations. Like So the first one in the, in the demo is like uh, someone is breaking the copyright on Goober the detective fish and they show you a picture of goobers like go find whoever did this and you have to go and you stamp them and you give them a citation you are literally the cyber police in this game oh yeah yes <laughs> um but what's great about it is that they've like they've they've replicated everything about like a desktop computer like you have a downloads folder you download images there is like a uh, like an automated no i don't want to join there's the actual pop-ups this pop-up right this now. is uh, that was great i, I hate that you have the one thing that's animated is this game um <laughs> uh, you uh and there's like an automated come oh, on wow. what are you doing? dylan what's happening <laughs> this game is intense even screenshots do stuff um you is there's this a bandersnatch <laughs> yeah I just like the it's a, it's my a, name is Zane Rocks 14, but now I'm 15. All right, so this is my favorite page in this game, right? So there's there's a part called Teen Zone, which is literally like a MySpace for teenagers. Hell yeah. And you look at all these different like pages that these people custom designed, and this is uh, Zane's webpage. It's called Zane Rocks. Um, his name is Zane, and he is Zane underscore rocks underscore 14, but now he's 15 years old. So, I had to at some point when 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 my when my career and my Twitter started getting popular, I had to like go back through like my history and find all of the shit like this I built and just like wipe it. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. I didn't like. I'm just like, there's probably stupid shit on here. Like this is just a like, delete. Like I was 14. What the fuck did I know? My English was awful. Like, You're urgently calling the Wayback Machine people, being like, Hey, can you like do me a solid? Because like, get rid of this. At, like back in those days, everybody made like weird websites about right. shit that they liked on like GeoCities or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't speak English, but I knew HTML, so I just as good, even better. I, I don't know say. what the B in bold stands for, but I know it makes the letters like different. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but that's like this game adorable. is like the joy in, in that stuff and it's really cool and you should check it out. Also they're piping it to a giant ass CRT. Uh, yeah. so you can yeah. play it off of that. Mike said I could have that CRT after the show. Wait, didn't he get that what? from Fred? He got it from Fred. Oh, shit. Fred has... Oh, damn it. Mike just promised you shit that it's somebody else's. Is that, that, sounds... is that out of character for Mike? No, it's kind of Mike. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That sounds like Mike too. Yeah, meet a very tall British man over there. Just give him shit for me. Ask him, ask him for the CRT. Can you do me a favor? If you go to this game, there's going to be a tall British man. If so, can you ask him for 30 Canadian dollars for me? <laughs> this is like a very specific in-joke between just me and him. He owes me 30 Canadian dollars um, because he got... One of the, actually the guy that gave him that CRT, yeah. he once sold the game to him here on the pack show floor. And I think that as game developers, there's sort of like an unspoken rule that you don't sell shit to each other like that. No one told me that rule. I'm out like hundreds of bucks. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so like I, you get T-shirts from each other, you get games from each other. It's nice. It's a friendly way. And he just sold a game to a person that was like volunteering for me. I'm like, wait, I bought a game from Mike. Oh my Mike, God. don't buy games from Mike. <laughs> All right, sell this on your anyway, own time. We're moving so, on. 30 Canadian dollars. Please ask Mike for 30 Canadian dollars. He owes me For that. Rami. Yes. 
I know, he went there it's, to give me 30 Canadian dollars. I actually have them in my wallet because he finally decided he was sick of the joke and just paid me. Which but is you're, why I'm but you're, but you're keep keeping the joke, the joke alive. going? Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Don't pull that shit on me. Rami, tell me about Young Souls. Oh, uh, oh yeah, right. This is really pretty. Uh, this is actually gorgeous. Uh, the really arcade like crew game. brought like two or three games that are really, really worth it. Um, there's one called Dark Devotion, which is mm -hmm. a Dark Souls-esque Dead Cells, which sounds contradictory because Dead Cells already sounds like Dark Souls, right. but it's more Dark Soulsy. Uh, Young Souls is more like Castle Crashers, <gasps> which Yo. I miss those games. That's my favorite so, game. Uh, yeah, look at this, imagine how it moves, and then think it's kind of like Castle Crashers. <laughs> I'm immediately gonna go play this I, game. Like, I, I have nothing more because that should be enough. That, I, that's good. I built a 360 powered arcade machine the other day. First thing I played was Castle Crashers on it. Yes. Arcade Castle Crashers. Tom Fulp, thanks you. It was great. Oh, Tom. Also, Love please him. ask Mike for 30 Canadian dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, so this one's me. Rocket Boots Mania. Rocket Boots Mania. So uh, I asked a friend, you know, is there anything cool that you saw that I should check out? And he said, there's a tiny booth in the back of the convention center it's got a single guy at it with a single laptop, and it's called Rocket Boots Mania. And I sat down on it, and he was like, you want me to like go through how to play this game? And I was like, yes, please. And so it's basically, oh, I have notes, actually. Uh, it's, oh, it's, God. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, let me scroll through 10 lines of Goku. After I watched <laughs> 20 minutes of YouTube videos at this guy's booth. <laughs> um, okay, so I have here, it's basically Trackmania meets Mirror's Edge. It's a two-person team. I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names. Um, but, yeah, so basically I have it here. The movement feels really good. There's, like, a lot of great flipping and climbing as you go through these stages. So all these stages are procedurally generated, and you're running against other players to get the best time. So if you like things like Mirror's Edge or, like, even the new Spider-Man, where you're flipping around and doing all kinds of cool parkour, like, this game is awesome at it. Um, so, yeah, I, I have here. I was a kid with no money in high school, and, like, the free version of Trackmania is all I ever played. Um, it's a lot of the fun with the Trackmania, but it's not just forward and backward like Trackmania was with occasional flips. Like you're, you're drifting in this and you're doing double jumps and you're bunny hopping. And I have here in all caps, this real life boy has rockets on his boots and he be drifting. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I wrote here, the devs are really cute and humble. They have one laptop and you should go play it. I mean, I really like, I, you skipped one sentence. That yeah. I really think. It, it goes here. Can, can you just read? This sentence because I want the one that starts with "We live." <laughs> we live in a post-Spider-Man PS4 world, and I'm shocked how well I'm into this game. Yeah, hmm. like a little more drama. Can you do that? Oh my God. We live in a post-Spider-Man PS4 world, and I am shocked at how well I am into this game. Let's do all, all I wanted out of this panel. <laughs> Why are you so good at that? <laughs> this is really upsetting. It's really upsetting how good he is. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's not really that funny. It's just good. <laughs> so yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um. The Riverwalk is an awesome thing that you should go check out. This is some good rendering. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're not from Texas or San Antonio, uh, the Riverwalk is my favorite part of this city. Uh, it's my third time in San Antonio. What? I'm just thinking, like, will this wreck your shit? And I'm just like, let's not make that joke. Let's just continue. And then he asks, this water what? So now I have to shit. do it anyway. Um, but yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to go walk around it, do so. Because it's like... Two, two and a half miles or so, just like awesome shops and stuff. I walked to one end of it last year and there's just like a bunch of locks where they raise and lower the water. I was like, oh, that's cool. And there's just a bunch of just random hidden stuff. I, I have a recommendation on the Riverwalk that will wreck your shit if you'd like to hear it on me. Oh my God. Which, which okay, so there's an all-you-can-eat barbecue place. Oh God. <laughs> you know that, in the, you know, so I'm missing one organ. 
<laughs> one organ total, and it's okay. because somebody in Texas said there is a really good all-you-can-eat place, and Lake. I lost my gallbladder like, yeah, okay. like a month later. So wow. me and my friends, it was the first Pack South ever. We're strolling around, along, and some guy like leads us, and he's like, "You guys want all-you-can-eat barbecue for thirty dollars?" And we're like, "Of course we do." So <laughs> we no. sit down at the table, we eat all-you-can-eat barbecue, and the the running joke of the weekend was us just leaning back in our chairs, running, our, rubbing our stomachs, and saying, "That was too much meat." <laughs> but <laughs> so so we're sitting in our chairs rubbing our stomachs, that was too much meat. And then the waitress brings by just the hugest bowls of ice cream we've ever seen in our entire life. I, <laughs> and we ate all of it. This was, this was in Austin, and I'm not kidding. I was super sick after eating, eating all-you-can-eat barbecue, and then a month later I was in the hospital because just part of my body filled, presumably from eating too much meat. It was like, I'm out, I'm yeah, out. It was like this gallbladder. I was like, nope, nope, not doing that shit again. But the rest of the river walk is quite delightful. Yeah. If you're into something different, I have a great vegan restaurant if you're interested. Isn't an all-you-can-eat vegan restaurant? <laughs> no, it's you just... eat it's, vegans? It, no, you eat vegans, yeah. Oh. No, it's actually, it's not like 100% vegan, but it was, um, I went to a coffee shop this morning and I had a <sighs> delicious spinach smoothie with a uh, almond milk latte. Thank you very much. Uh, it was called uh, Revolution. It's on, oh, I texted you this. Shoot, it's on East, oh, where am I? Oh, Houston. I say that because in New York it's pronounced Houston, so every God. time I was like Houston. New York's messed up. We we pronounce New York New Amsterdam. So, I forgot. <laughs> you think I can remember after eating that much barbecue? <laughs> I don't remember my childhood. You passed. Yeah, th- th- this guy's got it. Yeah, Fogo de Chao. That's a Brazilian steakhouse. But that's not what you're talking about. What? De Chao. Fogo de. I mean, I'm a white guy. What do I know? Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's a chain. Yeah. Well, that's not the place I'm talking about, though. This is not hidden food gems of Pac South. You picked the river walk. What else are you going to do? There's no food. I'm not saying eat the river. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you? Okay, you know what? Next. Next. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So those are the regular slides that we have. We also have um, some other stuff that we've shown at other uh, hidden gems panels. Um, definitely check these games out. Shrouded Isle is a Kit Fox game. We have this NES Maker that's on the floor. Um, it's like a really, really in-depth, like Super <gasps> Mario Maker clone. Uh, yeah. Black Ice is a cool shooter. Descenders is Black another Ice. Mike Rose. Uh, Thirty Canadian game. dollars. <laughs> yeah, Descenders is also Canadian Thirty Canadian dollars. dollars. Watch out for that. Um, and Zarvat's a cool multiplayer shooter. Watam is that new game from the creator of uh, Katamari Damacy. Katamari Damacy. And then mm-hmm. Omen Sight's a really cool RPG. But yeah, definitely check those out. Like I said, I'll tweet out all this stuff so you can see the booth numbers and know where to go. Um, But I would also like to thank my panelists. Wait, Um, was really the Riverwalk? That was our last slide. Yeah, it's a cool thing to end oh, on. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. I like the river walk. The river walk is awesome. We should we all go to the, the river walk. rubbing his tummy, so. R- That's, the river That's how it always it. ends, me rubbing my tummy. But anyways. Yeah. That was um, too much meat. <laughs> that was too, that was too <laughs> much meat. Where you can find our lovely panelist, Anya, works for Kickstarter. Hello. If you're interested in kickstarting anything, uh, feel free to talk to her. Um, that's her Twitter handle. It's her name. Or as, just want to chat. I'm always happy backwards. to talk. Yeah, we'll probably hang out outside afterwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah we'll be out yeah. there, too. Um, like I said, Harris, community manager, Finji. Woo. Finji has four games on the show floor. That's Night right. in the Woods, Overland, Tunic, Wilmot's Warehouse. Go check them out. They're awesome. Um, and then Rami is on the show floor. I'm so Rami. glad you got that new logo in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, Ultra Bugs, formerly known as, as Space Hell. We, we never talk about that. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, last, last PAX at PAX West, I accidentally announced the game. 
it was, Whoops, all video it games. Was, okay, it was my company's birthday, and I decided for like an hour to, to leave a sneak peek for a new game up. And like exactly the moment I turned it on, Tom Marks from IGN walked by and just looked at it and just went like, that's new, right? And I'm like, fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally IGN. It could not have been a bigger website. So uh, they ran a story on it. And I asked him, because it was called Space Hell at the time. Is Space uh, Hell, parentheses, working title? Yeah, and I, I really don't like that title. Like, it was just the internal title. So I told him to, like, please don't refer to that, uh, in, like, in your, because everybody will know it as Space Hell, and I will never get to change the title again. So we decided to show it this time, and then two days before, we, two days before here, when I was about to board the airplane, I realized that we didn't get a logo. So I scratched out the like Space this. Hell. Uh, and the Spain oh drawing, and then wrote Ultra Bugs on it in red. And this is it's now the most popular T-shirt request we've ever had. <laughs> yes. Like people just won this shirt. Right? Now, you didn't scratch that out in the game. That's just on the television. Yeah, it's actually with a red <laughs> marker. Red yeah, we did that. Anyway, I mean, that yeah. looks like it belongs at a maze fest, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but like everyone said before, uh, or we mentioned uh, earlier in the panel, uh, we're recording this as an episode of a podcast. Uh, I run a podcast about indie games, indie devs. Um, if you want to check it out, we've had, I think this is, what is fifth Hidden Gems panel across yeah. the taxes. Um, so we have all those in the, in the backlog if you want to check them out and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's a weekly show. Um, feel free to check it out and learn more about indie dev and indie games. Lots of cool d uh, guests on that show. Yes. Yeah. It will wreck your shit. <laughs> And, hey, um, hey, Dylan, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks hey, for being here. Thank and you. thanks for coming, everybody. And thank you all uh, for coming to Hidden Gems. Harris, did you just stealth take notes during this panel? Like, yeah, you want, want me just... to read the notes on this panel? <laughs> I have somewhere to be in five minutes, and I think you can guess where. <laughs> <laughs>